For this episode of Poor Lass, we'll be welcoming special guests from the creative protagonists. Working in partnership with Reclaim, Creative Protagonists is a programme of eight young working class artists developing their skills and creating radical artistic work. The group have been exploring social issues, themes and are creating new poetry, films, exhibitions, theatre pieces and an EP. These projects are now in progress and more information will be on the contact website soon. Reclaim's groundbreaking programmes have enabled over 1,000 young leaders to critically explore the world around them and to implement powerful social change initiatives aimed at readdressing the status quo of class-based inequality wherever it occurs. Contact is the leading national theatre and arts venue to place young people at the decision-making heart of everything. Creative Protagonist is funded by Young Manchester. Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real-life experiences from the mouths of legit working-class people. Hiya! Hey up! I'm Selena. And I'm um, just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast. So this week, we are joined by super special guests, Ed, Hazel, Daniel and Javen. Over to you guys. Hi, I'm Javen. I'm 18 years old. I'm an actor at Contact. I'm currently producing a short film. Hi, I'm Hazel. I'm a freelance illustrator. I'm working on some illustrations of working class spaces. Hi, I'm Ed. Um, I'm a young musician uh, and with contact I'll be uh, making a, a few tracks. Hello, I'm Daniel. I'm with contact because we are doing a, a short film about working class people and you know the jazz with that. Cool, so welcome everybody. It's going to be a special episode this with so many people. I don't think we've ever had so many people on one episode, have we Selena? No, this is, this is the most amount of people so I'm pretty excited. And northern people as well, full on northern representation here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've got some questions for everyone today. And we'll kick things off by saying, because at the end of the day, right, let's be real, we feel very old. When people say, you know, oh, we've got some young people on today. Automatically, I feel about 100 year old. Don't know about you, Selena, but I feel very much in my 30s at this point. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> So we talk a lot about what it is like to be working class from our own experiences, right? And a lot of people that we know, and that tends to be people that are a similar age to us. So what today's about as well for us is hearing from you guys, you know, the first question that we want to ask you is what is it like being a young working class person today? So are there any hurdles you feel you have to overcome in life or when you're creating as well as, you know, as we know, you're you're all creative people. Is there anything that you feel stops you or feels like a hurdle in in creating as a working class person i think it's less about the hurdles and the disadvantage disadvantages i'm at and more about the advantages of people of better classes with better connections when it comes to creating you don't need to be of a certain class and if anything of being a lower class is an advantage feel i feel like i have more inspiration and if I want to make it in the music industry, I have to work harder than someone who may have more connections. And that drives me on to create more. Yeah, I think going off um, that point, I feel like when you're in a working class, you can have bags of, you know, talent, you can have bags of fresh ideas, but there's no direction. You don't know where to turn to. And when you don't know where to turn to, you get frustrated. And um, that's 
a little disadvantage for people out there because they don't feel like they can come out of their shell. And I also think whilst creating, you can create, but obviously in the industry, there's certain types of way to create, there's certain types of way in which directors want you to create. So I feel like as a working class, there's not a lot of opportunities. And um, like Ed said, because it's not opportunities, it makes us work harder and gives us that strive and determination to push further. I like those answers. Yeah, I was going to say, like with Ed saying, it's less about the hurdles and like disadvantages and it's about the advantages of other people. So I was thinking um, there's been, there's a group called the White Pube who do, are like art critics um, and they've had these billboards up and there's one recently that says something like, all artists need to declare if they have, it's not savings, I'm, I'm describing this wrong, but basically it's been about like people who are more advantaged and privileged. And I think it's a good way to see it because it is like saying you don't have as many connections or know as many people or know how to do certain things. So it is kind of like, I like the fact that it's making you, you strive and not, not putting you off, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. And do you know, I um, I did a film and media uh, production degree, right? So I, when I was 18, wanted to get into the film industry. And I felt at the time that the hurdles for me were that there were not many opportunities where you could start and, you know, get paid a wage where you could survive. So I know, Selena, we've talked a lot about in, in creative careers you know, the need to do work for free, um, you know, and then you think, well, how do I survive? So I think it's interesting to hear you guys say that actually, you know, switching it around and seeing it as a positive, it's all about that, you know, working class work ethic. It makes you work harder. It wants you to kind of get out there and get that experience. And just like you guys are doing, it's great to see that, you know, you're not letting it hold you back. You're getting out there and, and you're, you know, you're representing for working class people in, in creative industries, because there's not many of us, right? Or there definitely wasn't when we were younger anyway. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think that's true. Um, that kind of leads me on to my, the second question we've got for you. So me and Em, we created Paulas to make a space for ourselves and to create something that represents working class people because we thought it was something that was missing. So as working class young people, do you feel represented in all the spaces and communities that you are in? And do you see other people like you? Yeah, so like I definitely personally think I've not really seen anyone like me sort of doing what I do. Like I've seen a lot of people of more privilege who've, you know, had the time to really dedicate themselves, you know, to a craft. It's not it's not as common for someone of my background to really get into those sort of things, I think. Yeah, following to what um, Hazel said, you want to speak about the opportunities that, the lack of opportunities, I'll say. There, there, there are people that, um, they grow up, let's say they grow up doing dance, grow up doing acting, singing, and there's people that haven't even found that talent. People that are like, people that are in work class, they, they don't know where to go. They don't know where to look when it comes to, oh, cool. I like, I'm good at dancing. Okay, so now where do I go to pursue this career? Where do I go to to find a place to, like, who do they talk to? They don't know. Like, people start, like, as I said before, people start when they're young. 
and there's some people that working class people that they just find their talent and they're not sure where to go and they're like oh no never mind let me just let me just do something else it's just a waste of talent so by creating spaces like this where people can look and hear they hear oh wow on friday there's going to be so 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 dancing career i'm dancing um production if you want to come you come rehearse you come show what show us what you can do yeah absolutely and do you know when you think about I guess access again so if you think like you were saying there about maybe you don't have an example of the sorts of careers that you want in your family or you know in the communities that you grow up in so Selena we've spoke a lot haven't we about having an understanding or um, you know as as you just said there um, about where to look you know how, how do you know what is available to you if you've never seen anybody in your real life do it and I think that's a really big thing for working class people because you just so, sometimes don't have that, especially from a creative perspective. You know, a lot of us have parents or guardians that work crazy hours in non-creative jobs. And we may never have a conversation about a career. You know, I, I don't particularly remember a conversation ever growing up where it was like, you know, these are a big wide range of careers that you can do. Um, you just sort of think, right, well, a job, what, what is a job and what is a career? You know, the two different words. What do you think, Selena? Yeah, def we've definitely, I'm saying definitely spoke about what is allowed to be a, a job and what is you're not allowed to pursue. And I think as well as what, what Hazel was saying, the fact that you can't dedicate as much time to hone your craft or your skill. So even if you found something that you're good at and you're like, oh, I'm good at that. I'm allowed to be good at that. How can I? where can I go to make myself even better at that? It's the fact that have I got the time? Have I got the energy? You know, because I feel like being working class, you don't have as much time and energy to be able to try out these things and practice your craft. And, you know, even now I like, see, I have, cause I've got a part-time job as well as doing my art stuff. And I think, how do you find the time? I guess having money in a safety net means you can spend more time on your art. So if you don't have that, it's sometimes it's a choice between the two. Are there any people or organisations or, you know, things in particular that, that you see as being really inspiring, right? The visibility of working class people and people who look like you out there that, that make you feel, do you know what? I can do this. I can achieve this. This is um, actually something I think about a lot. Um, I was very lucky to have a parent who her main income is her writing career. Uh, my mom, she's a playwright, like full time when she's not working in uni, teaching writing and film and all that. But she really taught me a lot about what it means to have meaningful work because I have sort of the privilege of seeing that you know, your craft can be your career and it's really fulfilling. Like she's never once said, you know, I'm really tired of my work. I want to be doing what I love because she does do what she loves. And also I've never had that attitude of, oh, you need to get a real job. Oh, this, this isn't going to get you anywhere because she's always taught me to like invest in my own craft and always got me all the best materials that we could get and all of that. So 
she's probably my working class inspiration for sure um, I think my working class inspiration uh, goes to John Baega. Uh Obviously, he started from a rough patch, growing up in a council estate in Peckham. Obviously, me and him, we don't grow up in the same area, same region, but obviously the same descent. People of my descent, we get brought up in, you know, the urban areas. And for him to come out of that and to go to acting Star Wars and produce hits, A, B and C. And then not only to do that, even when he knows he's at the top, he comes back down to earth and he supports the Black Lives Matter movement, even though he knew it might um, tarnish or damage his image, he still fought for a cause and he still did what, you know, had to be done. And that comes back to the, you know, the kind of... Um, where he where he grew his persona, where he grew up, he thought, yeah, even though I've got all of this money, this this doesn't reflect who I am. I'm still that person grew up in an urban area. I've seen what I've seen, you know, deaths like Daniel Taylor, something like that. So yeah, he's gone and done that. And he's even bought his parents a house. So I feel like him, he's an inspiration to me. And I feel like not inspiration, but someone I admire. I feel like if I was to follow the footsteps, it would be him and for other young people in um, this industry. Speaking of inspiration, Theo Graham, he, I, 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 like to, I like to look at him as a good inspiration, as an as a eye model for the fact that one day I was in lesson in high school and my teacher, Miss Callahan, she brings him in and his manager and he just said talking about his experiences when it comes to acting, how he has to act sometimes, get a part-time job, because he's he should he says that acting isn't a consistent, it's not consistent, there's gaps in it. And during these gaps, you have to be you have to be able to be like smart-minded, manage your money, and like just be on top of your game. For you to work in a, let's say in a closed store, for example, and then a good one month later, you're doing a film, you just sees the determination that he doesn't, how do I say it, he doesn't lack. He doesn't, yeah, that's, that's for me, I think it's the agreement. I like, yeah, that's me. I, I listen to a lot of bands from Manchester. Um, so like Oasis, Stone Roses, New Order, uh, even like a certain ratio, 808 state, like they all come from like working class backgrounds. So it, it's, it's just like the, the fact that I love their music so much and the fact that they come from like similar backgrounds, it just like, again, just drives me on to create more. Do you know what I mean? I really like how your inspirations could be like members of your family. Cause I definitely think like my mum has inspired me in the sense that she's like, always just got on with stuff and grafted or someone that is is in like the field that you want to go in and I definitely know that um I was like hyped about when John Bioga was doing that speech at the Black Lives Matter rally and because I also went to see Star Wars I had seen the ones previously but not really bothered and me and my friend went purely because John was in the film so we were like we're gonna go and see it and then and the fact that he was like you know he's like a Hollywood celebrity but he's like this could ruin my career but this really matters so I don't care so yeah I feel like he yeah 
big, big up John. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> big up John. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I really liked Hazel what you said about you used the phrase meaningful work, and I think that's a really important phrase. I don't think that everybody necessarily sees that you can enjoy your work, you know, and that it is something that's available to you. And tying into um, what you said as well, Daniel, about having gaps in between, you know, this idea of you might not always have like a full-time guaranteed wage often will mean that working class people don't feel able or, or even not, you know, able to survive in, in creative industries because it feels like such a big risk. And that's such a sad thing to, to think because to go back to what you guys were all saying at the beginning is, you know, it's where everybody's got such talent. And also, if you've got more of a story in your life, you've often got more talent because you've worked harder to, to get to that point, to get that access, to get that representation. And I think that's, that's something really, um, I guess, prominent to talk about within creative industries and being working class is making sure that those opportunities are made available for people, but also speaking up and being being visible, right? So all of us have benefited from seeing people like us um, being successful. And, and then we can sort of go, do you know what? I can do that too. Like, I remember when, when I first went to uni and as I said, I, I did a film course and at the time, you know, the, there's not really still to this day many female film filmmakers anyway, but then on top of that, working class filmmakers, you know, less so. And I think for me, when I was at uni, I started getting interested in the arts because I never really did um, the arts as such. Like, you know, if someone says to you like, oh, are you into the arts? To me, when I was growing up, like that, that wasn't really a question. It was just, I don't know, I didn't really see myself in... I didn't go to galleries. My parents never, you know, talked about culture and it was just sports in my house. So it wasn't really something that I engaged with. And I remember when I first learned about Tracy Emin and the way that I learned about her as well was when she was being criticised. So when people said, well, it's not like proper art, you know, because she won doing, I don't know, like watercolours or whatever. It, she was criticised and it was very much tied in with the fact that she was working class. And I picked up on that. And that's why I liked her so much more because I felt like she just had the creativity inside her and she just made what she thought, you know, how, what she thought art was and how she interpreted it, which really is what art is, isn't it? Art is whatever you make it. And I think that twisting it round as being instead of you need a specific skill like when people say oh I can't draw what or whatever it's instead thinking about art in a way of just being creative in whatever way works for you I know Selena we've we've talked a lot about that stuff before as well haven't we yeah and I think it, you're saying it's getting over that idea that only a certain type of people can create art but like you said often working class people kind of have more story to tell or like a diff like a I don't want to say better journey, but a different journey to what most artists have because they've had to yeah. go about in many different ways. Um, but I think that kind of leads us on to our final question very well, which was like, because, you know, you you guys are the, the next Liam Gallagher or the next John Biobi. You're the people that are going to be coming up in these areas. And obviously with creative protagonists, you're all working together to create art. So what is it that you would like to see happen and what changes do you think need to be made in like art spaces and institutions for working class people in the future? That's a great question. It's just all about opportunities. Opportunities and awareness. 
I will forever be screaming this from the bottom of my lungs. It, without the awareness of where to go, when to go, who is going, you the you just everything will fall apart. For me, it has to be awareness and opportunities just to increase it. Maybe do a little work class. I mean, work class. What's the word now? A workshop. Set up workshop around schools, because that's when I found that I liked doing acting. There was a workshop at my school. I did the workshop and I I enjoyed it. I I stopped what I was doing. I was playing um, basketball. I stopped playing basketball. I was thinking, wow, am I? I like this. I actually like this, and I'm even better at doing this. For me, it's opportunities because other opportunities of the, of the workshop who knew who knows maybe i would never think about acting so i think this just goes for education higher education in general but i think we really need to like reinvest sort of state funds to sort of fund more scholarships and grants so that people who otherwise wouldn't have that safety net as you've mentioned to pursue creative careers can have better access to that and I think like like it's already been said we need more enrichment earlier on for children and the people running those should be successful working class creatives and I don't think it should just be like a, oh they need to come forward they need to do this as a charity thing I think you know they deserve proper pay and investment into that so that they can go on and inspire further generations for a fair you know wage because it is really important and it should be treated as such that's a great point especially about wage as well you know because there is that disparity sometimes in what you pay someone for one type of job and then completely different for others and also yeah the the idea of if people need to work for charities because charities are the only people that are doing that enriching work that those creatives don't get paid to do that work. So again, very complicated. Um, and it really shows where that investment is is absolutely needed. Uh, yeah, going off um, what Daniel said, I feel like there needs to be bags of opportunities, 100% of opportunities. Because me growing up watching Hollyoaks, I thought, this is me. That is a bit of me. This is me. I know this is me. And when you have that confidence, when you just sat in your room by yourself and you've got that confidence, and it's like you can't, when you can't put it into practice, it's like, it's, it's you know, it's sad. It almost, you can take mess with your mental health. It's like, why can't I be like that person? And then for the, a star on Hollywood to come in, it's almost like, wow, is this God? Have I met God right now? Like, because when I met him, I thought, no way, this is unreal. So, that would have never happened if, I don't know, maybe my teacher, because my teacher knew Theo Graham, yeah, that was luck, but if it wasn't for that, I would never meet someone in the industry. I'd never meet someone like that. And if, that is something, because of that, I cherish onto that. So we need, I feel like there needs to be more opportunities, more children or young people need to cherish on moments like that to push them further, to spur them on, and yeah, I feel like it's a big help, big ask. Will Smith said he was a rapper before he done Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. 
So the director gave him 10 seconds, was it 30 seconds to perform an audition? And next thing you know, he's producing nine series of Fresh Prince of Bel Air and he's a big hit. So I feel like there needs to be opportunities out of nowhere just to create for many. It's such a tough question because obviously, like, I'm so young, like, I don't have like a great knowledge of like the industry and. Yeah, yeah, the industry. So, like, it's, it's hard to say, like, what I would change about it when I don't know much about it, do you know what I mean? So, Ed, on, on that one, what I was thinking there with you being a musician is um, getting access to equipment. So is there a place where you feel you could go to if you needed to? Like, if you couldn't afford to buy, like, a guitar or whatever, you know, it, are there places that you can go to that are subsidised or, you know, community spaces where you can practice as a band or, do you know, things like that and maybe learn skills like recording or going to studios? Have you come across anything like that before? Uh, I've been pretty lucky, to be fair, because, like, my stepdad's given me, like, a couple of guitars. Um, things like contacts give, like, a, uh, like a great platform to like make and uh, like play and create music or whatever type of art you're trying to do. Um, so just different things like contacts. Does anyone want to share anything specifically about contact or Reclaim? So I think Reclaim and contact, they've really made me sort of look at my work and myself and what I can do in a different way like my project I'm working on at the minute it's not typically the sort of art I would see myself making but it's it's really sort of expanded the the content I would make and I think that's been really good for me just to explore new avenues in my own work and I don't think I would be doing that if I wasn't working with them right now so I would say definitely if anyone, any young people see any opportunities to work with them, I would really encourage it. I just think what it is, is it's giving working class young people a platform to be able to do things that they're passionate about and that they love. Um, and podcasts like this, um, getting young working class people represented in spaces, creative spaces. So I think for me, this is this is exactly what it's all about. And it's just about doing more work like this and getting more working class young people um, on programs and projects like this, really. Yeah. Following with what Izzy said, I say with contact, you know me, with me, everything is about opportunities. Yeah. Again, contact open up opportunities because without contact I won't be doing the short film that I'll be doing maybe I'll be doing it in a different way but with the reinsurance and the backup and all the support it's just I have no words for it it's just great I need a better wedding great fantastic amazing it's spontaneous phenomenal I like that one <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so before we come to the end then, is there any questions or anything that you might want to ask um, myself or Em or any, any other statements you want to say? Free reign, what do you want to say? <laughs> How did you guys like come to meet each other and get started on all the stuff you work on? I know how we decided to do like Paul last 
um so we were it was we already knew each other but it was separate occasions we were both in we were at events that were quite like very feminist um you know very political but both times people were spot talking about working class people as if first of all that they weren't in the room which they were because I was there and then was in the space that she was in and also talking about them like they needed help and needed to like learn about feminism and how to do things the the right way and you know better themselves like it was all with good intentions but it it, it made it made me and them like it rubbed us up the wrong way and I think we'd come together and had a conversation about that and we're like right we need to do something we're like we're working class people people are speaking about us if we don't exist and telling us what we need and what we don't need and we were like not having it we need to we need to be speaking loud so everyone can hear would you say that's kind of how it happened Em? Yeah and um, we definitely met through like DIY culture which I think is is something probably I mean I'll speak from my experience Selena but if you want to add in as well I think gave us that feeling that we could be whatever kind of creatives we wanted to be for me seeing people out there so originally it was like the riot girl movement for me where I could see people who were just you know picking up guitars and learning them who were getting out there and making films um you know just just being creative and not feeling like you had to go to uni to do it or you know you had to work I don't know, for a year for free somewhere to say you were an artist or a writer. Like for me, it was a big deal to just go, do you know what? I'm going to put out a zine. I'm going to make it myself. Um, and I can now call myself a writer. That that was like a big game changing moment for me. And I think when we we met each other, Selena, we were very much in that scene, weren't we? And um, very much out there creating and getting involved in communities actually that we, we really weren't represented in as working class people. So we, we found ourselves being represented as women, but not as the other sort of intersectional aspects of ourselves as well. It was pretty lacking. So yeah, when we decided to do Poor Lass, it was to, to get our voices out there and to address, as Selena said, the fact that we were being talked about as if we weren't in the room, you know, as if we needed recruit into a mission that we weren't a part of which is just, you know, really disappointing, to be fair. It was really disappointing for us. Um, and then from then on, you know, doing this podcast is also very DIY. You know, it was all reading lots of things online, figuring out how to do it. You know, I didn't have an uncle or whatever that had a studio that could teach me how to do it. It was just taking that DIY um, passion again and just going, well, how how hard is it going to be, right? <laughs> what, what do we need to do to be able to learn this? And I think that's that's definitely important for my identity, um, that if I'm not sure how to do something or if I have like imposter syndrome, that I just do it and feel like I can do it. And that definitely took inspiration for me to get to that point. It didn't come easy. What do you think, Selena? Yeah, I think it kind of relates back to what Ed was saying at the start, where it's not often about the disadvantages, it's about the advantages. So we we were like, we haven't got this, this, and this, but we want to make it happen. So what do we need? Let's just do this, this, and this. Um, so yeah, I think it does make you a lot more determined growing up working class, because you're like, I'm going to do it, whatever. So yeah. Um, I just want to say it's been really wonderful to speak to you all. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed talking to you guys. Thanks for having me. No, thank, thank you all for being here. And um, I'm really looking forward to see what you all create 
and I hope more opportunities like Daniel saying like this can happen for for young class young young working class people should I say I'm waiting to see when I can see you guys on telly or on film, maybe. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Absolutely yeah. front row seats. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> access. <laughs> yeah.